Welcome to another edition of the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services. Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen here for the first episode of the offseason. We're not stopping here on the official Jets pod. The Jets now looking for a new head coach. Adam Gase no longer the head coach of the New York Jets. General manager Joe Douglas spoke to the team or spoke to the media, should I say, on Tuesday. CEO Christopher Johnson spoke to the media on Monday. And you really got the sense that this full this head coaching search is about to be in full swing over the next couple of weeks. It certainly is. Happy New Year to all our listeners out there. Things move quickly in the National Football League. It seems like seven months ago that the Jets had a 14-7 lead over the Patriots in Week 17 in that third quarter before going down to the Patriots 28-14 on Sunday night. Christopher Johnson informed Adam Gase that he would not be back in 2021. Then Christopher Johnson spoke to the media on Monday. Joe Douglas spoke to the media on Tuesday. And Douglas already has told reporters that they put in multiple requests throughout the National Football League to speak to some coaches. So the search is on in earnest because the National Football League right now, there are six head coaching vacancies. And Christopher Johnson said that it's going to be a deep search and broad, but time will be of the essence. And as we're recording this Monday or not Monday morning, it's Wednesday morning. The days are kind of meshing together for me right now. So that's my bad, but it's Wednesday that's morning. Not your bad. It is for, it's forgivable, man. <laughs> I thank you. I appreciate that. So the jets have not officially interviewed any head coach. And when you look at the timeline, the coaches that, you know, you see the reports out there who the Jets are looking to interview so far. A lot of them are coordinators and a lot of them are going to coach this weekend in postseason play. And so for the Jets, they can't interview those guys until after their game this weekend. That could be as early as Sunday. But for someone like one name, for example, Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs offensive coordinator, he, because he has a bye week, the Jets can interview him this week. So we'll see what happens. And you've mentioned a broad search. I just want to throw this out there that Joe Douglas said that the head coach that's to be named the 20th head coach of the green and white does not need to have prior NFL head coaching experience. If it's a college coach that fits the criteria, that's great. And when Joe Douglas was talking about different qualities that he's looking for in a, in a head coach. I mean, the, the words that came up, communication, leadership, vision for the team, and then the blueprint, how to achieve that vision, and really the identity. And I think that you got the sense, and he said this, is not going to be offensive, not going to be defensive. You know, that would eliminate half of the pool, he said. So really, I think they're looking for the right guy. And I thought it was interesting that he said, it's not like a, a power ranking of characteristics. It's a group of characteristics, almost kind of like how you'd approach the draft. Yeah. And it's interesting that Kim Jones from NFL network asked Christopher Johnson about, Hey, are you the New York jets organization looking for a CEO type? And Chris said, I don't love that term, but yes, they want a head coach to oversee the entire operation. And when you say wide net, they're not going to emphasize the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball, pro or college. Joe Douglas is approaching this with an open mind. He just wants the best candidate and the best partner. And he also 
said, hey, we're not making major decisions as far as the roster is concerned before we get a head coach in here because I have to know his vision. And make no mistake about it, whether the Jets change their structure or not, Joe Douglas is the leading man in this search. Part of the interview uh, committee, of course, will be Christopher Johnson and team president Jaime Elhai. Elhai, uh, Christopher Johnson pointed to as far as he was a big part of the interview process before the Jets brought in Joe Douglas, and the Jets are really happy with Douglas. Uh, Christopher Johnson said that he is the GM that we have been searching for for years. Now it is imperative for us to get the head coach right, and then we believe we have a very good future. And uh, Joe Douglas knows that as well. And I like that he goes into this with an open mind and it feels a lot different differently than a couple years ago. We're not naming names here. The reason why I say that is because the Jets talked about somebody helping a young quarterback develop in Sam Darnold. Well, uh, the narrative certainly has switched quite a bit in less than two calendar years. And Joe Douglas, since day one, has always emphasized the culture and I think that's what he's looking to bring, someone to further that culture. And the words that Joe Douglas said was bring the Jets back basically to being a playoff contender. And obviously all 32 NFL teams want to compete for the Super Bowl. He wants to put the Jets back on the map, essentially. And I think after listening to Joe Douglas, I think that there is a real sense of hope. And I think that the fans, I could be wrong here, but I really do think that the fans trust Joe Douglas, even though he's been on the job for, what, uh, Almost two years. How long? Like almost two years? You well, think? It, was, it was June. So it's like 18 months, to be honest with you. It's two right. seasons. But he's only had one draft class. So uh, when we look at the job he's done so far, oh, by the way, that's one of the enticing parts of this job. I think if you're a head coaching candidate out there is that the Jets have great draft capital and they have a man who is so well-respected in NFL circles who seems like he got a lot of things right in his first draft class, most notably his first pick overall, Mackay Becton. He could be the best tackle out of that 2020 class. And then Denzel Mims, we saw him flash in the second round. And there are other pieces in that class as well that Jets are very excited about. So if you're a head coach, my thing is what Joe Douglas and Christopher Johnson and Jaime Alhai are going to have to look at is who is a developer of talent because Christopher Johnson was right when he said <laughs> the Jets are a young team, but Ethan, they're about to get younger. Yeah, they are. And the draft capital is huge. Two first round picks this year, two first round picks next year, two third round picks this year, two fifth round picks this year. And there is a lot of capital and the Jets can really continue to build the core that they've already established. I mean, it even goes back. It predates Joe Douglas with Quinn and Williams. Then you think about his first draft class and these reasons and the things that I'm saying, I think are reasons why I think the fans trust Joe Douglas. I mean, we knew that he came from a winning culture with the Baltimore Ravens and Ozzie Newsome. And then of course, won a Super Bowl with the Eagles in 2017. And you just kind of get the sense that Joe's very calm, he nav his first draft, by the way, as general manager in the NFL, 
was a virtual draft, which no other general manager has dealt with before. And I think he handled it very well. And you think about the draft, the draft day moves, like trading back in the second round and still getting Mims. And then you traded back again in the end of the third round. Then you, you had the three fourth round picks. I mean, there's a lot that we can get into yeah. as we'll get into it and review it between now and April's draft. But in terms of the head coach, I thought it was really interesting. Joe Douglas said that the last time he was involved in a coaching search was 2008, and he was on the outside because he was a scout with the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens hired John Harbaugh, who's still the coach of the Baltimore Ravens, and Joe said that he called a couple people. He said, you know, what did you do well in your process that you liked? What are some things that you wish you could do over? And then he said, I'm going to attack this like the only way I know how, which is like the draft where you develop your criteria and then you just go about it that way. And if his history proves right, it seems like he's going to make the right hire. And I think that a lot of fans, I know I said this again, but I'm reiterating it because I'm curious your take. You think fans trust Joe Douglas because I get the sense that they really do. Yeah. Listen, and Joe is the first one to admit that, Hey, every decision he has made hasn't hit so to speak. And he looked at himself. I think that appeals to people where he took some ownership for what happened this year too. He said, I have to supply better talent to whoever is the head coach ultimately, but he's one of the most well-respected guys in the national football league. He's been in it in 21 years for 21 years. He is three super bowl rings. You mentioned Baltimore. That's so interesting because we go back. Who did they hire? Who did Ozzie Newsome hire? a special teams coordinator. So we talk about offense, defense. Well, let's include special teams in that. But this the learning point there was a lot of guys can come out of nowhere. It doesn't have to necessarily be the hot name. It has to be the right guy for you in the entire organization. And I do agree with Joe. The other thing he said is we have a lot of good people here. Not only do we have the draft capital and the financial flexibility and some young players who on both sides of the ball, who we think can be part of our core moving forward, but the Rex Hogan's of the world, the Phil Savages, the Chad Alexander's, the uh, Greg Nejma's, the list goes on and on. So the Jets like their structure in place. And I think when a lot of people get there and they have an opportunity to sit down, not only, uh, well, virtually like we are right now, but have that opportunity to talk to Joe, Jaime Alhai, and Christopher Johnson. They're going to come away very impressed. And, uh, you know, we go back to it. Christopher said he and Woody are guys who are going to provide the resources people need to do their jobs. Yeah, I think that this is an exciting time if you're a Jets fan because Joe is... Joe Douglas, I think, like we said, I think fans believe in him. I do think he's going to get the head coaching higher right. And when, in terms of this search, I don't think that we've seen maybe half the names, if not more, that have yet to be reported in terms of who the Jets will interview. I mean, the, the names that you've seen on Twitter and on social media that have been reported are Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs offensive coordinator. It was Patrick Graham, the Giants defensive coordinator, until he signed a multi-year extension with the Giants what well, was Tuesday night. And so he will not be looking for any head coaching gig. Then there are names like Brian Dayball, Arthur Smith, Matt Eberflus, the Colts defensive coordinator and Brandon Staley. But I don't think that those names, 
I mean, I think what I'm trying to say is I think there are a lot of names that have yet to be reported. Yeah, uh, they're going to cast a wide net, and, and sometimes uh, you kind of go under the radar, especially if you're looking at college people. That remains to be seen, and we'll find that out in the weeks ahead. And there are some connections there. That, that that's the other thing you look at. You know, Dayball was a guy who worked here back in the day under Eric Mangini, Rex Hogan, and Eberflus. Uh, obviously work together with the Indianapolis Colts. So you look at connections, but again, Douglas just keeps an open mind. That's his approach on everything. So there are going to be guys here where there are no uh, connections, uh, direct connections, I should say, and they're going to come in and uh, they will be very thorough in this process. One of the most critical decisions moving forward for this organization is, Long-term success, and Joe said it, he was open about this with the media, is that you got to get the head coach right, you have to get the quarterback right. So automatically the question becomes, okay, Joe, then what are you going to do with Sam Darnold? And I thought he handled that right. If you're Joe Douglas and you're going to be a partner with your head coach, you can't make that final conclusion on Sam Darnold right now. He was clear about it. He thinks he's going to be a very good player in the National Football League. But with that number two overall selection, you have to sit there and have these conversations during the interview process and get people's thoughts on Sam Darnold before you make a conclusion of where you're going to go and assemble a game plan moving forward. Yeah, I think Joe has said this since, again, day one, that no decision is going to be made unilaterally that it's always going to be a collaborative decision. Yep. And for someone that keeps on stressing partnership and collaboration, I think that you get the sense and he said it just like you said, he's not going to make a decision on the quarterback's future without the head coach being in place. That head coach will have a big say and not only that decision, but every major decision, which involves free agency, the draft, so on and so forth. And I did. Can, I, I should say, I interrupted real quick. I, I I liked that he came out and did say uh, Marcus May is one. I think the Jets have like 19 or 20 guys with expiring contracts. And one of them is team MVP Marcus May. And he meant so much to the team this year. And Joe said, hey, listen, that is one of our offseason priorities to get him signed. Yeah, I think that was cool, and Jets fans are going to be happy to hear that. In terms of Sam and the quarterback situation, you can skin this cat a thousand ways now. You can skin it a thousand ways on draft day, but the the fact of the matter is that no decision has been made. No decision will be made until the head coach is in the building, in place, and that discussions, and which are going to be many discussions, whether it's about Sam, evaluation of the quarterback class that's going to be in the 2021 draft. It's going to happen over time, but right now there's no real update because the Jets don't have a head coach, and that's the priority for the organization is filling that spot, making sure that is the right call. You know, actually, EA caught up with Joe Douglas one-on-one after Joe Douglas spoke to the media, so let's hear from Joe D. Joe, you've won big in the National Football League. With that being said, how difficult was this past season? Yeah, very difficult. Um, I don't think anyone envisioned us starting the year 0-13 and, and finishing the year 2-14. and 14. Um, But we'll say very very proud of the way that this team stuck together, the, lot, the way the locker room stuck together. They competed every day in practice. 
We're able to beat two playoff teams uh, down the stretch and win two of our last three games. Uh, but obviously, we, we have a lot of improve, improvement to make moving forward. Joe, over the course of your career, what has set you up along your journey for this moment? Yeah, good question. I think I think just relationships that I've been able to build over the course of 21 years in the National Football League, um, being able not not being able to to really be a big part of a head coaching search, but um, have, have being able to tap into mentors that have been able to 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 run a search and and really leaning on them for guidance um, and advice and having some great conversations. So I, I feel good about our process. I feel good about uh, the candidates, the, the, the names we've acquired. And you know, right now we're, we're ready to, to uh, start this process and, and ready to learn about these guys and, and get to know them and, and their, their philosophies. And, and uh, really, really excited about it. We've talked about that a lot over the years, but can you uh, trace back and speak to those mentors as far as what they've done? Uh, no, actually, I'm going to reward that. We talked about it a lot over the years, but you just mentioned your mentors. Um, are there lessons that you're taking from them right now as you begin the search? Yeah, there are. You know, it's um, there, there's there's a lot of a lot of good people out there that um, that I've had a chance to work with over the years, and so um, you know, you 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 try to stick to your strengths, and you know, for me, um, 21 years in the in the league in, in the personnel department. Um, you know, one of those strengths is, is the draft process and, and everything that goes into that and every, every evaluation of a player. And so you think about the critical factors and the position specifics. And so really correlating that, um, in terms of acquiring a player, um, now you're, you're, what are the critical factors and, and position specifics that we're really looking for in a head coach in the New York Jets? And so, um, you know, we've had, had a chance to really dive into that with Jaime and, and Christopher and talk about what, what we need moving forward. And I feel like we have a great plan. Christopher said it's going to be a broad and deep search, but time will be of the essence. There's a lot of openings in the National Football League. So how do you balance being thorough while moving quickly at the same time? Yeah, that is a balancing act because uh, there's a lot of urgency in this league and a lot of competition. So I, I feel like I feel like for, for our part, we're, we're, we're going to let this process dictate our decision and, and not a date on the calendar. And so we, we are we are going to be thorough. Um, and so I think that's that's the, that's the most important thing for us um, to be thorough, but but urgent. And so, um, you know, fortunately, we, there's a lot of people, a lot of good people in this organization. That are, that are helping us uh, in terms of the logistics, in terms of, in terms of gathering information. And uh, I feel like we're, we're, ready, we're, we're ready to start our process. Some of these candidates are going to have multiple suitors. What are you going to tell them about your vision for this organization? Yeah, I think when, when I talk about vision, and of course, um, my vision is important, but I, I want to know about what the head coach's vision is going to be. Um, you know, when I when I talk about vision, uh, you know, of, of what the head coach and what the team's going to look like, you know, I feel like uh, I've, I've been pretty clear up front uh, uh, about what I think wins in the National Football League, and that's strong, strong uh, offense and defensive lines. And then you, you have to have you have to have a, a great quarterback. And so, um, quarter, like I said before, quarterback's one of the most important uh, positions in, in all of pro sports. So, 
um, you know, just just diving in, rolling up the sleeves, get talk talking ball with a with a coaching candidate. You know, very very excited just to to learn about uh, their vision and their philosophy. And uh, I, I'm sure I'm sure we're all gonna um, learn some really new new and intriguing things. Will you talk to coaches with both offensive and defensive backgrounds, and also coaches that are in the pros and at the college ranks as well? Right. You know, we're, we're going to cast a wide net. I feel like we have um, the right criteria and what we're looking for. And if, uh, if there's a coach in, in, the, in, in college that fits that criteria, we're, we're looking forward to talking to him. Do you think it also is a balance as far as finding that right coach, but also finding the guy who is the right fit for the New York Jets organization? Correct. Absolutely, Eric. You know, there there has to be a a, a fit and alignment, fit and the uh, fit and and then the vision. Um, there needs to be alignment in the vision, and so um, that that's a big thing that that you touched on, um, because ultimately you know, we're we're looking for the right par- partner to really springboard this organization for many years to come, and so you know, like I said, just can't can't wait to to get going. Um, I feel like. We, you know, we're, we're going to find find the right guy with the right leadership traits, right communication, ability to connect and engage with players, with staff, and so um, we're, we're we're excited to get this process going. You've always approached this thing with humility, and like you just mentioned, 21 years on the job already, uh, two years almost on the job as GM of the New York Jets. What are the some of the most significant lessons you've learned over the course of the two seasons here with the green and white? Yeah. Um, I would say uh, I've learned that, that relationships matter. You know, it's, it's important. It's important to, to uh, connect and engage with, with everyone in the building, um, you know, and, and, and definitely learn, learn that, um, you know, it, pe- people are the most important thing. And so the best organizations, um, have have the best people. They have the right stability, and really, that's what we're trying to 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 create here—a culture where um, different ideas uh, come together, and we can we can create we can, but we can create one vision, one vision of the team, and there, there's going to be great collaboration, and um, you know we can we can create the, the right kind of culture that can sustain success for for hopefully a decade. Do you think the foundation is already being laid here with some of your young players? Do you think there are some core pieces that you can build upon right now? Absolutely. Um, I think we're, we're excited about the young players in this draft. I think we're excited about um, the guys, the, the guys like Quinn and Williams who who had a great year, Makai Becton Um, excited about him and Denzel Mims. Uh, we're, we're excited about quite a few guys. And so um, I think when you look about, when you look around you see, you see the young guys on our team, uh, you see the draft capital that we have moving forward. You see that we're, we're in pretty good uh, financial standing uh, moving forward. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity here and um, there, there are, there, there are pieces. So, um, you know, I think, I think what we need is the, the right kind of leader, the right kind of person to uh to really help build this the right way how enticing is that to draft capital you just mentioned you got the number two overall selection in april's draft you have two first round picks you have five picks in the first 
three rounds, six picks in the top 100 overall. It's exciting. Um, you know, having this kind of draft capital, um, you know, I, I feel I feel great about about our college staff. I feel great about the work that they've put in. And I know we're going to be ready when the draft starts. We've got a lot of time, a lot of decisions to make before then. But um, it, we we feel the urgency to get get these decisions right. And so um, while we feel good about about last year's class, you know, that's not going to guarantee that we're going to have success in this year's class. So we we just have to make sure that uh, we go through that same process. We get together, um, we dive into every every character profile of every player, and we find the right fit for us. And it's important to do that. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna get with a new coach and a new staff, get on the same page for the blueprint. You know that that he's looking looking to build with this team, and and make sure that, that we uh, lock arms and do this together. The draft capital is huge. There's no doubt about that. But I think you're going to say that the development is just as big. So when you're searching for that head coach, you got to be thinking, hey, who's going to help develop a lot of this young core? Because Christopher said it the other day that you guys are a young team, but you're going to get even younger. Right, right. It's, that's a great point, Eric. And you know, that that's going to be a big part of uh, that coach's vision and plan. Not only what what does he want the identity of this this team to look like and how what his plan is to get to that get to that identity, but you know, what is your plan to develop these young players? Because, like you said, we we had so many young players, uh, whether they were draft picks, uh, undrafted free agents. We have we have nine picks plus the undrafted free agents that we're going to sign um, after the after the uh, this year's draft, and then. Next, the year after that, we have we have uh, just as many picks. So, we're we're gonna, there's going to be a, a big influx of young and hungry talent, and we we're going to need the right teachers, the right motivators, to uh, get them ready and turn them into good professional football players. Is it fair to say you can't uh, buy success in the National Football League? You talked about the cap flexibility. I, I know that you're encouraged by that. And that's definitely an asset as you move forward, but you've constantly talked about, Hey, listen, we have to draft and develop guys in house and free agency. Yes. We're going to get pieces on the outside from time to time, but you're not going to buy yourself into a build. Right. I think, like I said earlier, we're, we're in pretty good financial health right now in terms of cap space, cap space. And uh, the goal is to stay in, in good financial health uh, moving forward. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm of the belief that, you know, for, for us to get to where we need, we need to go, um, for us to sustain, uh, excuse me, sustain the success moving forward, it's going to be about drafting and developing players and then to use that cap space to retain those players. So I think that's a long-term plan and long-term goal of what we're trying to do. And, uh, last year's draft, this, this upcoming year's draft, and then the draft after that are going to be huge for us. Where do you think Sam Darnold is at after year three? And then how do you view overall the quarterback position on this team? Yeah, you know, I think Sam faced a lot of obstacles this year, um, some, of, some of which he could control, some of which he couldn't control. And so I think that uh, for him, I think not, not having different offensive linemen in front of him quite often during the season, not having his top three wide receivers until week nine of the season, not being able to – to build that chemistry um, that you need for for sustained success throughout a year, 
um, I, I think I think that was that was certainly uh, less than ideal. Um, you know, so but I still feel that Sam is a quality player in this league, and we're still talking about a 23 year old uh, young man that's going into his third head coach. Um, again, another less than ideal situation. So he's faced a lot of obstacles. I do think that he he is a good quarterback. I, I, I think there's many chapters left in Sam Darnold's book that uh, are left to be written. And I think that he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. I think the overall quarterback room, you know, we're, we're excited about um, uh, James Morgan. I think we're excited about Mike White. Those are two young guys that we didn't get to see in the preseason because there was no preseason game games, but guys that developed, you know, Mike White, we acquired uh, and was a practice squad player for us last year. That's really developed over the last year and a half. And James made, made really good straight strides throughout the year, really looking forward to getting those two guys in a, in a great competition next, uh, next preseason and hopefully get them out on the field in live games and preseason games. Finally, Joe, you've been so gracious with your time as always. Uh, what kind of message do you have for this fan base as you enter this critical stage where you're looking for a partner, like you talked about, a new head coach as the Jets uh, enter this uh, 2021 offseason? Yeah, I, I think I think I would echo what Christopher said uh, yesterday when he talked to the media. You know, we're 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 tired of we're tired of losing. Um, you know, we, um, we, we know we need to be better and our, our most important goal right now is to find the right person and the right leader that can lead this football team to where it needs to be. And so, um, that, that's our message is that, uh, we know we need to be better and we are going to be better. Uh, and it starts with, with this decision, uh, moving forward. And we have a lot of decisions after that that we have to get right, but we're focused on this one. Great stuff from Joe Douglas, as always. And throughout this whole head coaching search, EA and I will be bringing you all the information on each head coaching candidate that completes an interview with the Jets. And then, of course, whoever the Jets do, in fact, hire. And it doesn't stop there. We go the entire offseason. We got draft coverage. Do not stop listening to the official Jets podcast powered by AWS.